welcome back, everybody. It's time again for another episode of Living Hope. Our weekly journey designed to provide hope, inspiration, and education for those living with pancreatic cancer. Sharing the real-life stories of those really affected by this deadly disease and how they deal with it on a daily basis. With the woman who not only deals with it, she knows everybody dealing with it these days here. <laughs> Roberta Luna. Hey, Roberta. Hi, Paul. Thank you for that. Those I don't know, I'm learning very much, and I really do appreciate the opportunity to do this, so thank you. I'm thrilled today to have Jenny Isaacson, Vice President of Steward and Partnership at the Pancreatic Cancer Action Network, or we lovingly call it PANCAN for short. Thank you, Jenny, for um, joining us today. I appreciate you making the drive. I hope the traffic wasn't too bad for you today. Not too bad. Thank you so much for having me, Roberta. I'm thrilled to be here. Well, good. We're really thrilled to have you and just want to hear what you have. A lot You have a lot to talk about, so let's dive in there and get to it. For those of those who may be joining us for the first time and aren't familiar with PANCAN, would you please just give us a little bit about who they are, what their goals and mission is? Sure. So... PANCAN, Pancreatic Cancer Action Network, is the only patient advocacy organization that is fighting pancreatic cancer in a comprehensive way. We fund and advance research. We have large-scale clinical initiatives. We have an amazing world-class patient services program. We also advance federal research. We go to D.C. and we uh, advocate for increased federal funding for the disease. And last but by no means least, we have an amazing nationwide grassroots affiliate network that is raising awareness and raising money and doing everything to push on our mission. Yeah, PanCan, it's a wonderful organization. And what you just said is why I call it my one-stop shop, because I can know I can go there and get everything I need. Yes. Your role as Vice President of Stewardship and Partnership, mm-hmm. that's a mouthful. What exactly yeah, is that? <laughs> Well, I've been at PanCan actually for a decade now, 10 years. Um, I I started there after hearing the president and CEO, Julie Fleshman, speak at a conference. I was at another organization in the nonprofit world, but I was so impressed with her vision and this, this vision of progress to double survival by then 2020. And I just thought that is impressive and I want to be a part of that. So I ended up calling her after the conference and one thing led to another and I started actually in another role. I was overseeing fundraising, I've been in marketing, I've um, (laughs) done other roles, but now I'm um, overseeing stewardship. Um, So PanCan is is funded solely by donors, it's privately funded, and so we rely on the generosity of our supporters to to be able to advance. So stewardship is a very important part of that and I love that I get to show gratitude and to thank everyone, which is just the best and the right thing to be doing. So Yeah, it is also nice and to be able to thank people. So thank you. <laughs> sure. And then the partnerships piece of my of my job, which um, also keeps me very busy, is strategic partnerships. And I have the privilege and the pleasure of working with our Survivor Council, as an example. And I know, Roberta, <laughs> you have uh, been on the Survivor Council and have been very active there. But also um, the World Pancreatic Cancer Coalition, I've served as the project lead for the coalition now for about the last five years. And um, I'm really excited to be able to share a little bit about the coalition and the important work that the the coalition is doing. And we want to hear more of that. But first, before we do, I want to get to because November is just around the corner. And November is Pancreatic Cancer Awareness Month. November 18th is Pancreatic Cancer, uh, Cancer Day. Why is it important to have a day and month dedicated to pancreatic cancer? 
I think this disease is so neglected and so misunderstood and so um, lacking in awareness that having a specific month dedicated to raising awareness is critical. I mean, you've got other diseases. Look, we're in October. It's breast cancer awareness and everyone is aware of, of the world going pink. That's what we need in pancreatic cancer. We need awareness of this disease. We need more uh, funding for the disease so that we can we can make progress. And so turning the world purple <laughs> in November, and especially on World Pancreatic Cancer Day, is, I think, a very important part of what we do. And what is PanCan doing on World Pancreatic Cancer Day? Do they have anything uh, special that they're doing for that day? Yeah, absolutely. So um, throughout the month of November, so uh, throughout the Awareness Month, PanCan is very focused on testing, the importance of genetic and biomarker testing. And you're going to see a campaign that will roll out throughout the month, which is called Talk, Test, Take Control. And really, knowledge is power. And so having that access and and understanding, I think, is really, really important. And specifically on World Pancreatic Cancer Day, we are hosting a webinar that will be about testing and the important role it plays for early detection and for developing better treatments. And it'll be a panel discussion hosted by the president and CEO, Julie Fleshman. And she's going to have an expert panel of clinicians and there'll be a survivor on the panel. And they'll be talking about this topic in a variety of different ways. Uh, I think everyone should tune in. Um, People can register now. Go to pancan.org. You'll be able to sign up for that webinar. Oh, good. Thank you for putting that website out there because I was going to yeah. ask you how do people get involved if they want to be a part of that. Yes. And how do we as individuals get involved on November 18th? Well, again, you can join the webinar, but I'd love to talk a little bit about what the World Pancreatic Cancer Coalition is doing, if that's okay. Yes, please. Okay. Um, so the coalition was formed in 2016. Julie Fleshman, <laughs> along with a couple of other global leaders, saw the need to have a collaboration of the other pancreatic cancer advocacy groups all around the world. And I'm very proud that today the coalition consists of more than 95 member organizations in 35 countries, six continents. It really has grown. I mean, it started, you know, with 54 members. So, you know, more, almost doubled. And I get to work with all of these amazing groups all over the world And the coalition has two main initiatives. There is an annual meeting where we bring everyone together so that we can share and network and collaborate because, you know, we're stronger together. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't think any single organization is going to get this disease over the finish line. And so if we can learn from each other, the smaller groups can learn from the more experienced groups. We just had our annual meeting. It was a virtual meeting. But the discussions were so important and so positive. We had a world-class scientific panel um, discussion looking at early detection and innovations on the horizon. And then we had roundtables talking about everything from precision medicine to clinical trials, diet, nutrition, social media, fundraising and awareness. So again, how we can all, we're as as strong as our weakest person. So again, together, I think we're stronger. So the annual meeting is wonderful, and we've now had that for this year. And now we're moving our focus on turning our attention to World Pancreatic Cancer Day, which, as you said, is November 18th, and it's this global day of awareness. And we have been hard at work developing a campaign for World Pancreatic Cancer Day. 
Some people may remember a campaign from a couple of years ago. It was Demand Better. Yes. <laughs> so we've refreshed it now, and we think it's really important to keep it fresh. And now the rallying cry is, it's about time. And I think, you know, the pandemic has given everyone a greater appreciation of time. And time is so essential, as I, you know, as our audience knows, with this disease, mm -hmm. from the moment it's detected all the way through someone's journey. And so how do we, you know, take this theme and really emphasize it and, and incorporate it into all the different ways that people can take action? It's about time to know the symptoms. It's about time to learn the risks. It's about time to know your pancreas. It's about time to share more special moments with your loved ones. And one of the most important things that we are asking people this year is it's about time to share your story. We think that um, stories are, everyone has their own story, and they're all so important and so emotional. And we've actually created a, a, a place on the website this year where people can go and just upload their story. Yeah. Um, and so we have been seeing an, an outpouring of stories come in from Nigeria, Canada, oh. Australia, Trinidad and Tobago, the UK, US, obviously. And so I would love to encourage people to send in their stories. Um, they can go to worldpancreaticcancercoalition.org. Yes, I know it's a mouthful. <laughs> We're working to shorten it. But go and find the place where you can just upload your story. And it's going to live there as a tribute uh, to you, to your loved one. Um, we're going to keep the stories up there even after the day is finished because I think these are the real people behind statistics. Statistics are, are awful. We know that. But it is really about real people. I, I actually was going to ask if I could beg your indulgence and just read. <laughs> it's sort of like six lines of a story that just came in from Australia. No um, need to beg. Feel okay. free. This is, your, you, this is your the star today. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Well, um, I, this just touched my heart. It comes in from Megan, and it's a story about her dad. And she says, thank you for your time. Time is so precious, something we never had with our dad. 120 days it all, is all it took to take my dad. Do I have regrets? Yes. If only I had pushed doctors more. If only I had demanded more testing. If only specialist appointments were expedited due to a pancreatic cancer diagnosis, all these appointments take time. Time is all my father deserved. Just one more birthday. Just one more Father's Day. Just one more Christmas. Just one more I love you. That's tough, and I can relate to her wholeheartedly because I lost my dad to pancreatic cancer and was told we would have a certain amount of time, and he was gone within two weeks, so... Um, you try to make the most of that time when you're when you know it's coming and it's just it's not enough. So it's about time. It definitely is about time. And if you're going to post any place, I assume use that hashtag as well. Yes. Um, hashtag it's, it's about time and hashtag WPCD short for World Pancreatic Cancer Day. Yes. Yeah. Um, that's a very moving story. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. It's, it's uh, tough now <laughs> not to try to follow back up. And so please continue with what you uh, the world. Sure. <laughs> sorry. You made me lose my, my uh, words here. So, oh, sorry. I'm sorry. No, no, no. Um, it's, it's, it actually made me cry. It made me cry yes. when I first read that too. Yeah. yeah, I just want to encourage people to wear purple. Um, they can go to the website. They can share their story. They can download, you know, all these assets that we have there. It's really a digital campaign. So there are social media assets 
for Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, etc. We also have got a wonderful video. It's an animated video. It focuses on the symptoms, the main symptoms of pancreatic cancer. Because this is a global campaign, we've translated it into 12 different languages. And so those will all be up there. The video is, is, is going to go up there on November 1. Um, so people should look out for that. And I think the main thing is get involved. Whatever, you, whatever feels comfortable for you, whether you've got 10 minutes, you've got an hour, you've got a little bit longer. You know, wear purple. Um, if you feel inclined and you can ask someone to turn a building purple, we've got a guide on, on our website, um, how to, how you can you know, ask for this, how you can promote it. Um, again, one-stop shop. We like it to be <laughs> one place where people can go. And it dev- definitely is, and I really appreciate everything they do and they put out there. And it is awesome to see some of the things that turn purple. I remember one year Niagara Falls did, did their fall in purple, and that was just really attention getting so anything you can do um i'm always in purple but i on in november and on the 18th i try to go out a little bit more do purple streaks my house will be decorated uh, my hair will be more decorated <laughs> so it's funny when people will ask oh you must really like the color purple and i have to say unfortunately i really don't but this is why i wear it so it's a really great conversation piece as well yeah. So, um, and I, I'm sorry, am I, like I said, that story really kind of threw me a little bit. Um, did we talk about the um, coalition uh, campaign at all? We did. did. I miss it? We, I'm sorry. We, we did. It's okay. No, it's about time. Um, and again, I just, uh, I think this will resonate and does resonate with everyone. And, you know, going back to what you said about purple, I mean, seeing the world turn purple, and we've seen a, a growth in this campaign year over year, which is, of course, what we want. Um, you know, more media attention, more impressions. But, you know, I get up really early and I start to see the world turn purple, starting with Australia Mm. and our Australian members and then in New Zealand and then it comes into Japan and the Philippines and it heads all the way further west. And, yeah, we are seeing, you know, many more places uh, go purple. Um, We see individuals, we see companies, we see healthcare professionals, Mm. we see institutions. I mean, we see across the board. And and again, I would just love to encourage people just to do something because the more awareness that we can bring to this disease, the more people will be aware of it and and will be able to take action, Um, especially because there's no early detection test right now. So really knowing the symptoms and understanding any kind of inherited risk is, is, is the best opportunity you have. So I think again, can you touch on the symptoms just a little bit? I knew you were going to ask. Um, <laughs> Sorry. No, it's fine. I, I, the symptoms are very vague and they mimic other things. And so mm. that's also what makes it a little bit tricky. So you've got, you know, upset stomach, mid-back pain, unexplained weight loss, jaundice with the yellowing of the skin and the eyes, a change in stool, and then uh, new onset diabetes. Mm. And, you know, it's really if these are ongoing and not normal for you. So, I mean, you know, some people, you know, you have a bad back, okay, but if it's ongoing, you've got pain, don't let it just sit. Go and see your doctor, get it checked out, because the earlier you can catch this disease, the more options you have. And I know you're not an expert, and yes. you're going to forgive me, I hope, for even asking this question, but I hear it a lot coming from people who do go to their doctor with certain complaints. And it's just sort of passed over. Mm-hmm. What would be your best advice to somebody that is gone to the doctor, said, yeah. I'm having these issues, and they said, well, let's just wait and see what happens, or you probably pulled a muscle, or there's something else besides pancreatic cancer? And I know you're speaking from experience. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, 
what I would say is you are your own best advocate and you know your body. And if something is wrong and doesn't feel right, then you need to continue to press the issue. And what I would also very, very strongly recommend is that people call PanCan's patient services and get in touch with our highly trained, compassionate case managers. They will be able to give you information about getting a second opinion, seeing a specialist, not taking no for an answer. Again, arming you with information and resources so that you can make the best decisions. Um, People can go to pancan.org again and get in touch with a patient services case manager or they can call 8772-PANCAN and they are there to help you and they really are incredibly, incredible individuals. Um, Yeah, they are if I can give a little boot to them as well. I mean, they've been wonderful and amazing and then what I do like is once you share your story, normally, unless there's been a change in staff or something, you will always talk to the same associate, which is nice because you don't have to go back through your whole story. But if for some reason that person is not available, they keep such great notes that when you get the new person, it is just you, you just pick up where you left off. So yeah. for people who are hesitant on reaching out, I really encourage you to reach out. Also, the website is great. If you go to pancan.org, go to the section that says Facing Pancreatic Cancer. And there's a lots of wonderful information there with dealing with diet, questions to ask your doctor, um, the symptoms and others. So just, you know, go there and, and take a look at the website. It's got a lot of great information as well. Yeah, one-stop shop. I think there it, you we, go. The, this gonna... theme is running through this. Absolutely. <laughs> we have to make that a trademark or something. Absolutely. I don't know. Absolutely. <laughs> Treatments, side effects, clinical trials, precision medicine, uh, yeah, I was going to ask, All can that. you touch on precision medicine just real quickly? Did I ask another question? No, no, no. You, you know, it's absolutely <laughs> totally fine. You know, I think it's the way that the science and the field is evolving and is moving towards. And I mentioned one of the things that PanCan does is we advance research and we have our own big clinical initiatives. And one of them is called Precision Promise, which is a large adaptive clinical trial platform. And we are enrolling patients now in 20 locations around wow. the country and we are the sponsor of the trial, and it's a, just a, a, a trial that is much more efficient way of um, running a trial, and we hope to get to answers quicker um, and um, get new drugs approved. I mean, that's the ultimate goal, is how do we get new treatments approved for this disease, because we need them so badly. And unfortunately, a lot of people don't understand, I don't know if this is something you're comfortable talking about as well, is clinical trials. It's very important to consider that because a lot of people have yeah. misconceptions. Yeah. Are you comfortable talking about that a little bit? I can talk about it in a, in a, in a vague way, but again, call PanCan Patient Services and any questions you want, you can get answered about clinical trials. I mean, basically, clinical trials are the only way to get new drugs approved. Yeah. Um, and I think there is a lot of um, misunderstanding about clinical trials, especially cancer clinical trials. People think, oh, I'm going to get you know, a placebo. You, w- you won't. You will always get standard of care. But, you know, there are at any time, you know, hundreds, 250 odd pancreatic cancer clinical trials that are open and enrolling across the country. PanCan strongly recommends that people consider clinical trials at diagnosis in every step of their journey. And again, I would, I'm going to sound like a broken record, but call PanCan (laughs) because we have a clinical trial matching program. And so our case managers will be able to listen to you, will be able to understand what you want, will be able to understand where you are with your disease, and will be able to, to match you with clinical trials that are right for you so that you can consider them, you can take them to your doctor, 
and, and make them part of your, your treatment journey. We like to say we want to get people on the right track, so it's the right team. You want to have the right team around you, your right healthcare team, and having PanCan in there, get the right tests. This goes back to the genetic and biomarker testing, the right treatment, and so clinical trials should be considered there. And then, of course, sharing your data. Um, and, you know, sharing data is an important part of also what PanCan does. Yeah, and just to reinforce yeah. this, if you do, please consider clinical trials, but please let PanCan help you pick that out because that, that's a really a difficult thing to do on your own. You can do it on your own, but trust me, I recommend you go and let them do it. Let them take that off your plate, and they're more than happy to do that. So I want to thank Jenny for joining us today. I hope we got everything out we were trying to get out. <laughs> <laughs> think so. Good, good. Thank you. It was a lot of great information. Great. And before we leave, um, we've gotten, which I want to thank Paul for again. He came up with this idea of dedicating each episode to somebody affected by pancreatic cancer. And I asked Jenny if she had anybody that she had in mind. And she actually asked that we dedicate this episode to Brenda Coleman. I knew Brenda as well, and I think that was Jenny's first meeting of a survivor, if I remember right. And volunteer, yeah. And yes, thinking of volunteer. Brenda was, uh, Brenda was a 13-year pancreatic cancer survivor at the time of her death. This is a quote that Jenny shared with me, and I, and I love it, and I think it's very important. At the end of the day, I want everyone to know that our experiences with pancreatic cancer can serve a purpose. Every experience, everyone's journey can bring hope and inspiration if we all work together to make a difference. Thank you, Brenda. Thank you, Jenny. I greatly appreciate you being here. Thank Many you. Many thanks. Well, there you have it. Some touching stories, some startling facts, and some real action items you can do types of stuff we try and give you each and every week here on Living Hope, a weekly journey designed to provide hope, inspiration, and education for those living with pancreatic cancer. As we share the real-life stories of those really affected by this deadly disease and how they deal with it on a daily basis. And if you'd like to share your story, well, I've given you some outlets here. You go to the website and share your stories there or come on and tell us stories in person. Anyway, it's important to share these stories with everyone you know. Only that way can we change the needle and change the outcomes here. Make people more aware of what's going on. If you or anyone else knows somebody that needs help right now, there is a place to call Patient Services at 877-2-PAN-CAN. That's 877-2-P-A-N-C-A-N for the Pancreatic Cancer Action Network. For the Orange County Talk Radio Network, this is Paul Roberts inviting you to join us again. As we stream live from University of California Irvine's Beale Applied Innovation Center. 